0: Welcome to the Sidelines Podcast, we're live on the air, I'm your host Court Sage Hard. I'm here with my other host, my man's AP, how are ya? I'm good mate, what about yourself? I'm good, I told you before that I was going to try a new intro and I ended up just totally backing out and doing pretty much the same that I always do.
1: Look, a few wrinkles on the traditional, but you know, sometimes you just got to grow from there.
0: Yeah, I mean I panicked and I don't really know what else to do, <laughs> I feel like people now expect it. You know.
1: Those expectations can be high and you've got to keep them. (laughs) Yeah. People know what they're in for.
0: Or low and so under-deliver.
1: Yeah. Either way.
0: (laughs) Now, mate, it's been... I mean, first and foremost, there's some big news, which is as Melbourneites, we are now officially out of a hard lockdown. So, we're slightly unlocked. Yes. It's very interesting. It's refreshing. So... I feel like everybody I talk to about this, I ex- you expect everyone to be like, yes, we can finally go out, retail's open, pubs are back open, we can go back out for dinner. Everybody's got what I would describe as some form of Stockholm syndrome <laughs> with the lockdown. Like we've become accustomed to our captor <laughs> and we're no longer ready to like go out into the real world again. Have you noticed that?
1: Yeah, a little bit. I mean, it's just, it's also interesting seeing what people are really like hankering for. Like what's that vice that they're like, I've got to g- I've just been hanging out to sit in the cafe where I get my coffee. Whereas yeah. I'm probably a bit more like,
0: I'm good. Like those laptop douches are back, you know, the people that try and sort of type a screenplay on their laptop in a coffee shop. Oh, they're gone for a while. Yeah, they're, they're hanging <laughs> they, out. They're,
1: to... Unless they're uh, <laughs> obtaining a severe caffeine addiction. <laughs> I don't think any cafe is just like, oh, don't worry, mate, take your time, just chill in that. Uh, seat. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to pay for six months' worth of coffees in- today?
0: <laughs> no, then I'll always get out of here. I'm just going to be here for four hours working on my screenplay. Uh, it's actually a sequel to... Uh, one of the Rambo franchises. Actually, while you're here, could you get me some more water things? <laughs> yeah. Just tap. Just, just tap. tap. Yeah. Just no tap. sparkling things. Yeah. Just trying to watch the old uh, credit situation. <laughs> <laughs> I hate those people. No, but it's like I saw visions today of like shopping centers were heaving, like your big malls. Um, people just hankering for a bit of that Kmart and Target <laughs> action. Yeah, that was pretty shocking like even though you have been able to do click and collect with them and order online, there's just something about like, and I think Ikea was the same, there's something about just trawling the aisles in those places and being like, yep, I definitely need another set of beer mugs. I definitely need an $8 toaster and I most definitely need this 20-pack of men's underwear. Just all these
1: things, I need them. Yeah. I need a new 12-pack of Fucking dishcloth, Whatever yeah. it is. Some.
0: Novelty Star Wars pajamas? Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but in uh, other exciting news, we've spent a fairly solid whack or percentage of our podcast smashing the AFL <laughs> during this season. Fair? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we had the culmination of it all, the AFL Grand Final, which was on the same weekend as the NRL Grand Final, the Rugby League. For those that don't know, the NRL got bashed when they basically said they were bringing the season back on, they were going back to uh, playing again, they were going to use a bubble method, a hub method. They cooked a lot of criticism from people for starting it and doing it and a lot of people doubted that they could. And they just quietly went ahead and got their product going Mm. um, straight to the finish line. The AFL had lots of hiccups on the way.
1: Well, the other big caveat with that is that the NRL – effectively just said to the clubs that if you don't play we're broke (laughs) it's all over it's like what do you mean we're broke it's like oh yeah you know that bank account yeah yeah i pdf'd that i did like a you know a snip it's all fabricated it's zero (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, if i had a little bit of a gravy gravy train going on there (laughs) yeah but that I think that very quickly established why the NRL was gonna play.
0: Yeah, I mean the AFL took like a six hundred million dollar loan from NAB with a lot of caveats. The NRL, I don't know if their credit was in a position where they could take a six hundred million dollar loan to keep the older cash flow going.
1: Yeah. But look, it was really good to it was good to have it sort of all done. Yeah. Um it's kind of weird. Like it's a very weird vibe to have both sporting codes majorly done followed up with the NBA and today the baseball it's kind of, this is this is always the weird bit of sport anyway. Yeah. But now when there's sort of not a whole lot going on.
0: Um it's, it's even more weird. It's that weird part where for people like yourself and my other mates, I've got to pretend that I genuinely have something else to talk to them about. Yeah, it's really hard. <laughs> like they <laughs> sit there. There's a lot of awkward silences now. You know? <laughs> it just reminds me of Ralph like
1: so, you like stuff? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. We're, we're all in that basket right now. Um, but look, the, the AFL Grand Final delivered what our conspiracy tin hat defiant selves thought would happen. And that is Queensland weather in October delivered what we suspected it would, which was torrential <laughs> humid downpours all day. They nearly delayed the start of the game due to severe weather issues. But credit somehow they dodged
1: it all, and that ground it drained very well. Yeah, You've got to give credit where
0: credit's Well, that's the humidity, baby. Yeah. That stuff just evaporated into the atmosphere.
1: But um, but look, what did, like we don't want to go too much into the game because that's not really our it's vibe. Not, yeah. Um, but what did you actually think of it?
0: Did you enjoy it? I enjoyed it in the first half when I thought, oh, Geelong's going to cause an upset here. This would actually be quite funny. But then I think I was never convinced they were going to do it. So I was just a bit, uh, bit lackluster. Yeah, it felt like going to watch the sequel of an awesome movie. No matter how much you convince yourself it's going to be great, you just know it's gonna. You've be. seen John Wick two, haven't you? Yeah, but it wasn't as good as John Wick one. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's still yes. It had Keanu. It had bulk death. <laughs> but it just, uh.
1: yeah. Look, it was it was a weird one. And look, we'll 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 take a few different takes on this one but from yeah. a from a pure night grand final what did you think of that hated it you're
0: yeah, not a fan no I did not like the night gf the whole it was weird waiting around all day for it that was the first thing i noticed and that's cuz i've come from wa so i'm used to getting on the beers real early then i moved to victoria and it's like that nice afternoon And I think I'm so used to post-grand final, the sun's going down and the mayhem begins.
1: Yeah, post-grand final is a weird one. So it kind of does delay that. So I completely agree with you there. So really, it's not that you mind that the grand grand finals later from a presentation point of view, it's more the activities to go with it.
0: Correct. Yeah. It throws my uh, (laughs) narrow-minded lifestyle out of whack.
1: Look, I agree. I think from a presentation standpoint, I think it was like, I actually probably prefer the night grand final, yeah. Okay. Um, but it's all your the other stuff where in a normal situation it's a day event where yeah you you know you having barbecue and all this sort of stuff and then I mean I'm I've been fortunate I live in Richmond and the last handful of years I didn't go for Richmond but it's still pretty enjoyable getting around the suburb. Yeah, the so. bandwagon
0: is up and about in Richmond when they win.
1: Yeah, and like. Even even when Richmond's not in the grand final, Richmond is just a great suburb to be in because it is next to the G. So. Yeah. By proxy, it's always going to be good. Um. Yeah, look, I, I think it was all right. I mean, there's some things I didn't like, which was the fact that they still think Bruce is any good.
0: I don't know <laughs> why they have to do that. Um, we did a whole episode on deplorable commentary and it certainly carried over. There was one I remember um, hearing was instead of uh, – train of thought, I heard, oh, he's lost his thought train. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is no good. Uh, he's just... The old thought train. I did, I did pick up on a few different
1: things, though. Um, one of them was that objectively two massive injuries occurred, two big concussions in the matchup. Yeah. And
0: I don't... The AFL cannot enjoy that. No, they don't like the look of that product. I had a mate hilariously in a group chat. Shout out to my man, Jem, in Sydney. (laughs) He's a savage. He's possibly the most savage footballer I've ever played with, seen. He's also the most tough, but it's not obvious that he's super tough until you felt his wrath tough. He was, I suspect, on the cans, and he was messaging, this is good, I want more bodies. (laughs) So I think the excitement of seeing people just getting laid out, it had a real 80s feel to it.
1: Yeah, the AFL, though, they hate that. No, they that, don't that like it That completely goes against what they're after, yeah. which is a PG-rated product
0: where there's nothing offensive said by anybody at all. Yep. Um, but also, shout out to Gary Ablett, the little master, retiring. I think he's the best player ever. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> but the fact that he got smoked in the first five minutes and played the rest of the game with a broken shoulder.
1: So I'm going to comment on something which you're not going to like. Okay.
0: Let's give the people a bit of space. I find
1: it very choice that for a man who couldn't play in Gold Coast for a year because he doesn't want to take painkillers yeah, was suddenly able to go against his beliefs and take some painkillers and get a jab in his shoulder.
0: How do we know he did?
1: They mentioned it on the commentary. Ah, damn. (laughs) I was hoping you didn't know that. I got my notebook out. It was like that you know, even licked the tip of the pen and went, oh, this is going to be juicy. And then, uh, <laughs> but again, didn't play for Gold Coast in one of his last contracted years because he
0: doesn't believe in painkillers. Yeah, but we all have a cutoff point when we throw our beliefs and morals out the window. So maybe oh. his was my final game. It's a grand final. Do I really just pack it all in now or do I do it this one time? It all seems pretty convenient. We've all justified a lot of stuff going, I'm just going to do it this one time. <laughs> And never again. But no,
1: I just needed to pick something because it makes me laugh. Um, but yeah, look, so there was that. Uh, the commentary was r- absolutely rubbish.
0: Yes, deplorable. Uh,
1: so that was there. And then I'd like to also, before we you know, go a little bit down the entertainment path, it was pretty crap. Like it just... The product. The product. Yeah. They don't know what to do. They really just don't know how to do any type of entertainment and they really follow the NFL. They try copy the NFL.
0: Yeah, on a
1: dirt cheap budget, they're basically Audi trying to be Woolworths. Yeah, but they don't even get the same product. Yeah, they just get some. They get the timing wrong. I I love Wolfmother. They're fifteen
0: years too late. <laughs> uh actually, it wasn't Wolfmother. It was Andrew Stockdale <laughs> <laughs> performing the, the hit songs by Wolfmother. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Wolfmother was big when they did. Joker and the Thief with Jackass. That's the movie. Right. They had Jackass in the video clip too and they were all just sort of skateboarding around. So it was very clearly like I'm fairly certain Wolfmother was signed to the same record label like to Sony and then or MTV and then Sony obviously owned the rights to Jackass. So it was one of those like you guys go on that music video. Okay. At the same time though, sorry to bring everybody down that they now recall that
1: Jackass, the movie, is really old. But yeah, that was like 15 years ago, and that's when Wolf Holy Mother were big. shit,
0: 15 years ago.
1: Yeah. Oh, this is
0: going to mess with me with that whole, like, what have I done with my life?
1: Yeah, I know. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> so, the AFL if- don't know what to do with their entertainment. No. I
0: mean, it didn't help that it was a torrential downpour, but I don't think it would have made much of a difference.
1: But I like to... Point of comparison to my experience watching the NRL Grand final, And you're not a
0: rugby league fan. No,
1: I'm not a rugby league fan. I've gone to yep. a couple of Storm games. Yeah. Um, from an ob- observational perspective, it was great. Mm-hmm. They had some high-definition slow-mo cameras where I could
0: actually see more than three pixels. So that was refreshing? Not the AFL's token Fox cam thing where they shove it above the stadium and it just flies on a rope, which if you stare at it too much, you just feel sick.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the the cameras they use for any type of reviews in the AFL, I think Minecraft the game has better graphics. <laughs> 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 and they're just like, I'm oh, just going to review that now, just looking, yeah, look, I can't really make a determination of what happened there. Yeah. The NRL, smooth. They've got Four different ways of looking at it. They, It's a very smooth process. The, the way they talk through how they're making their ruling, whether you believe it or not, yeah, it's very like, this is what I think, this is what has happened, this is the rule book. The double down awesomeness of this is that the commentators on one of the calls were vehemently against what the umpire said. Yeah,
0: actually saying he doesn't know the rules. That was Andrew Johns. Yeah, he, d- that's not, that's not, that, he doesn't understand the game. It's
1: yeah. against the game. Yeah. And I loved it. I was like, yeah, commentators actually saying what they believe the game to be, going against an umpire. Yeah. Do you know how quickly the feed would be cut if Wayne Carey on Channel 7 said, that call there was bullshit,
0: yeah. that
1: was not too high. I suddenly be like,
0: boop. Yeah, and technical the, difficulties. Yeah. All they want is Brian Taylor, who where effectively it goes, it's a clear goal. We all know it as a fan. We've seen it. The umpire is too scared to call it because anything remotely nerve-wracking got to go to the review. Goes to the review, you've got some, what I suspect is the pimpled kid from The Simpsons who's always working in like the burger (laughs) joints who goes, let me just pull out the 2007 LG flip phone video camera to assess it. No one's the wiser and then, it's a gal. And then Brian Taylor goes, oh, wowee. That's what we get. Yeah, it's shocking. So they had that.
1: My favourite bit was Craig Bellamy, the coach of Melbourne Storm. Yeah. So they're winning at this stage. For those who didn't watch it, they are pretty much won major- the entire. They're leading the entire match. It's getting towards the end. There's a. I'm going to call it a five percent max chance that they could lose this. Would that be about right? You reckon? Yeah. Maybe a bit higher.
0: Maybe. Yeah. No, it's you're probably spot on because they're a hard team to score against too. So yeah. time's running
1: out. They basically uh Panthers need to pull off a miracle-ish play because they just they scored one more, they need one more to go. Cut to Craig. He's legi- he's he's not allowed to have a headset and a microphone because he yells too much. He's got the assistant coach's microphone and he's yelling into it to tell the guys yes. on the side of what to do. <laughs> yeah. And it was just br- and then it cuts to him. He wa- he stands up, walks to the back, and kicks a chair through at least two walls,
0: <laughs> and I just yeah, like just watch punts it.
1: I just like watch it because it's actually nice seeing somebody emotive. Yeah, spot on. Now, he's still got to do a job. So if he couldn't do his job while doing that, then he wouldn't be what a hall of fame yeah, coach, all and time player. legend. Yeah. So he he knows what to do. He knows how he works. Remember what was it? Was it? Uh, Alistair Clarkson or was it Paul Ruse, Or maybe both. Yeah. At one point, I'm going to overplay it and say they lightly tapped the phone and it didn't sit in the receiver properly. Yep. The AFL fined them exorbitant amounts for bringing the game into distribute.
0: Yeah. Uh, It'll remain nameless, but I've sat in the vicinity of a head coach of a major sporting organisation who essentially sent a phone into orbit <laughs> with, with a thunderous swing against the table, and yes was very much so frowned upon and acted upon very quickly by the league oh, it's just it's
1: just very disappointing that AFL just for whatever reason they're so pro- they're so protective that, and they have i think they've got a very delusioned thought
0: on what their product is or what it's trying to be well you've got a savage contact sport that they are trying to turn into a G-rated Wiggles sport. And that's the issue. They don't want players fighting on the field because it sends a bad message to the kids.
1: Do you think they're trying to get that mesh between the market appeal of NBA and NFL with the nicety of more of a soccer, English Premier League sort of vibe? Yeah, pretty
0: much. Or tennis. (laughs) Yeah, something like that. Golf. Something with not a lot of high risk for children to be watching. Yeah, well, because it is genuine
1: fact that they are losing a lot of the younger generation don't play AFL anymore.
0: Mm -hmm. They all play soccer. Yeah, I think AFL's not even top five in Australia for youth sports. It's behind swimming. Oh, yeah. Soccer is number one comfortably. That is concerning. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: But now onto the big fish. Oh, yeah. Because I, I told, for those of you who don't know, some people do know me, this has been in... I do this every year. Mike Brady is done. He was done 25 years
0: ago. Yeah, you've got to give context for our like listeners out no, there. No, I don't, don't even need to. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he wrote two goddamn songs, which arguably is one song. He wrote one song and changed the lyrics slightly. He even does the same like medol- uh, mel- melody tone with how it rises and falls. Every year, he's cashing checks. He rocks up, plays his two goddamn songs and everyone's just like, oh, it's so good to see him again. Like, well done.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's basically that old geezer who wrote an iconic song and then every year you get him back to the game to play his old iconic song.
1: Him and Daryl Braithwaite, he just doesn't, like, he's a bit, he's due. He's literally going to do every, every year he does every single horse racing event in Australia. <laughs> no matter how remote it is, and sings horses. For those of you who don't know horses who aren't Australian. Yeah. Go listen to it. Look, it's a great song, but geez, when you've listened to it every second day on Channel 7 during any of their um, race coverage. But why do they have to do it? Mike Brady's done. Surely. you got to get rid of it.
0: Yeah, there comes a time when you're going to take uh, Grandpa out the back and shoot him, so to speak.
1: Problem is, I know they'll get rid of him, and then they'll spend nine minutes getting other artists to pay homage to those two
0: songs. But he's the least of our concerns in terms of the musical product being delivered at the AFL. Let's be realistic.
1: Yeah, so what was your take on the the general pre-game,
0: (laughs) mid-game? Entertainment. I lost it laughing for the glimpses that I saw, and I had no interest in watching it. So I actually turned the volume down, and I think I scrolled through Instagram while it was on. I I turned the volume up quickly when I saw Wolf Mother come on, and then when I heard that Andrew Stockdale can no longer sing, I turned the volume <laughs> back down. From a song that was The Joker and The Thief, and The Night Became The Joker, I was like, I'm done. <laughs> Wipe him down. So what is it,
1: why do you think the AFL persists with this weird gotta do some
0: entertainment? So I'll give an analogy like this. The AFL looks at the motorways of the world and they see Bentley coupes fizzing around. Now those Bentley coupes represent the entertainment at other major sporting events. They walk into a car dealer and go, we want a Bentley coupé. The car dealer says, it's going to be this much. They go, okay, what can I get for this much? And the dealer points them to a Daihatsu Charade 1999 (laughs) hatchback. And they roll out with that. But they hope that with some lights and some press conferences. Licker paint. Yeah, liquor paint and the right angles. You won't notice that it's a Daihatsu Charade. (laughs) The problem is most humans have eyes, ears, and even sometimes taste. Because sometimes it's so bad, I actually feel like I can taste how bad it is in my mouth. They just don't know how to do it, do they? No, it's garbage.
1: They miss a mark every year. So, I mean, I'll, actually, I'll backtrack that. Not every year, just most years. They kind of have a bit of a, a knack for either picking the right artists that are far too late in their careers <laughs> yeah. or misreading their entire fan base.
0: Yeah, because often they've dabbled in, let's get like whatever the kids are listening to on Spotify and put them on a stage to play in front of 45-year-olds that have paid two grand for corporate tickets.
1: Yeah. So I'm going to take you on a bit of a journey. Okay. And I'm going to go through some of the, what I would describe as highlights um, for the grand final and also some lowlights. Do also premise that, let's be fair, playing to the... 200 people that are allowed out to surround whatever the stage is to play is not really a motivating band-like scenario. Yeah. So, again, I don't know why they just don't give up on it. So, I'd like to say in the mid-2000s, they kind of had their shit figured. They figured out that AFL is, in fact, Australian. And for the most part, Australians enjoy listening to pub rock bands at the grand final. Yeah. So they also did the classic thing where they did what is done and got like Guy Sebastian and Delta Goodrums and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> I don't know why. They then did the right thing. They got Jet, which I think is... At their peak. At their peak. Yeah. I think that Jet's a perfect AFL grand final band. Mm-hmm. It's exactly what it is. It's effectively rock. You can't afford ACDC because if you could, <laughs> you'd get them every year and you'd be fine. Yeah. Some other heights, they picked out Powderfinger, couple of times um mark seymour holy grail great hunters and collectors yeah um who else have we got in here so 2010 is when it changed so they got in excess oh i'll i'm on the
0: fence of that yeah but i don't and i don't think it obviously wasn't michael hutchins in excess (laughs) I can't remember whether it was John Stevens from Noiseworks in Excess or JD Fortune, that dude that won that terrible reality show that in Excess ran to get a singer. Remember him? Yeah. He had like the wings tattooed on his back. I'm fairly certain he became a meth head. (laughs) (laughs) Not even exaggerating. Like I genuinely, it was quite sad. I think he became a meth head. So for whatever reason,
1: they thought, So, this is the grand final replay as well. A week later, yep. They decided that the big, oh my God, this doesn't ever happen. They got Lionel Richie. (laughs)
0: Lada.
1: Like, what are you doing? (laughs) So, they've backed it with Lionel into Meatloaf. They went not too bad, but again. The Meatloaf one was an absolute train wreck. But then they've gone... Again, some, some bands that just aren't who their target market are, which is The Temper Trap, Birds of Tokyo are not bad, but, again, not really their, their whole sort of area. Ed Sheeran and Tom Jones also featured. Again, That's so weird. Very weird. Chris Isaac, Brian Adams, and Ali Goulding.
0: I mean, Chris Isaac, again, you're talking about a combat physical sport and you got Chris Isaac playing slow kind of like jazz rock. Yeah, just doesn't work. With his work. quiffed hair, like very cool in a smoky bar, not very cool in a stadium with a bunch of pissed Aussies on a Saturday afternoon.
1: They then doubled down on their weirdness the year after. They got Vance Joy because that was the feel-good hit of the summer. Mm. So they had to get Vance Joy in there, but then got the living end. Again, only numerous years too late. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: Only a small subset of the crowd when they played uh, like All Torn Down or Prisoner of Society would have just stood up and started fist pumping and making it uncomfortable for everybody else.
1: But then just to make sure they didn't do it quite
0: good, Sting. (laughs) He might just be the most cringe live performer I've ever seen. It just doesn't work. No, it's trash. And look, I'll... I'll
1: gloss over the next couple because they're kind of funny. The Killers were not too bad. Um, Jimmy Barnes, who, to be fair, they could really roll out Jimmy Barnes every three years and everyone would be okay
0: with it. Yeah. Jimmy Barnes with the Black Eyed Peas, though. That's so weird. (laughs) It just doesn't work. Again, ten years after the Black Eyed Peas were a thing. And that's pretty much it. Ugh. Again. I mean, this year the bank account was empty. That was obvious. This year was we've got two grand. Who wants to do it? Yeah. So I'm going to ask you a few questions. Yeah.
1: So somehow the sidelines has been tasked with fixing the AFL grand final. We would have immediately said, can't be fixed. See you later. (laughs) (laughs) And then they would have said, will you take 10 bucks? And we'll say, (laughs) call it
0: seven and we're in. And they go, that's not exactly how negotiation works. No, we'd say, right, we'll do it. But you need to... Send us or tell us whatever Chris Scott's doing to get his long flowing hair and weird tan rocking. We want to look like that.
1: No, we'll do that thing from Armageddon. You know, when they get the drillers in to go to um space. Yeah. I, you know, it's a ridiculous movie that the drillers are going to space to put the nuclear warhead in the comment to save the world. What a sentence. <laughs> but they, but you know, their list is just like, oh, you know, we don't want to pay taxes uh, again. Oh, yeah. Um, for life. And have yeah. you guys, you know, Whatever happened, has it been in the UFOs? Just this weird, obscure list to
0: fix the AFL. I um, would probably be persuaded. If they said for 30 minutes, you'll be allowed to see what's actually going on in Roswell or Area 57, I'd probably be I'm like, done,
1: I'm in. <laughs> so I'm going to, a few questions. Yeah. So the first one is going to be, what would the dream music acts look like? Yeah. No budget.
0: No budget as in, or unlimited budget? Unlimited
1: budget. Yeah. But they're only allowed two songs max. Okay. So you can I just roll out one band. This is like an all-time lineup. Yeah. I then want you to give me realistic AFL targets or bands and targets
0: they should have got when they were actually appropriate. So you're yeah. allowed to backdate it. Okay. So how many bands have I got to pick for the unlimited budget? Two or just two songs? Uh, go two or three. Okay. Two or three for each category. Okay. And the
1: last one is I want you, you've been in the AFL system for a little bit now and you've decided that you've figured out how to fix it. So you're going to give us the classical, typical band or artist who the AFL think that we want.
0: Oh, so yeah, where I've effectively, I've been poisoned by their methodology. And so I then inadvertently ruin it. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I'd like that. And then I'd also like some halftime entertainment. How would you change the halftime entertainment?
0: So no music? You can you can do music if you so wish. Okay. Are there limitations to this? No. Okay. Well we know I'm gonna go off the deep end with it.
1: Yeah, I established
0: that by the way that you <laughs> asked that question. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well the first the first one is the most obvious one. You've mentioned it beforehand. I'd have to go ACDC, because I think it's the only way you could fix it. It's the only way you could set a benchmark so high that then makes everybody panic and make it perfect for the years following. And plain and simple, they are the best thing that this country has produced in a musical sense, hands down. Yep, 100%. Akadaka, I'd open up with It's a Long Way to the Top, if you want to rock and roll because it's a good, slow, get everybody going. And then you'd have to bring it home with Thunderstruck.
1: Let's be fair. I think even if the players are out there and ACDs were playing, they're not listening to their coach at, in the room going, look, I'm really. they're like, we're getting out there because I don't know if you just heard, but Angus started playing
0: Thunderstruck. Yeah. We're, getting out. we're getting G'd. There's a seven-year-old dude in a schoolboy outfit out there and he <laughs> is tearing shit up. <laughs> We're out of here.
1: So I agree with you there. So we've you and I both picked that one. Yeah. Your next band. Somehow somehow you've got clearance. ACDC you've done the first part of your entertainment pre-show. Yeah. Next band.
0: Uh so it's getting close to bounce down and you're trying to get everybody fizzed again. I'd get Metallica to play Enter Sandman. <laughs> <laughs> down, 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 down. Just get the crowd like ding ding. Just getting it fizzing along. Let's be fair, either of those two bands you have, it's happening. Yeah. And I feel like that's hitting my target market. It's getting everybody jacked up. Beer sales are going to go through the roof because you're going to get the classic alpha male, like, yes! <laughs> and they're going to go and be like, <laughs> Devo, four rounds. Like, you're going to get people just absolutely jacked up. And here's my conscri- not a conspiracy theory, my theory. The players are hearing that. Buttering sound through the change rooms, you're getting them really jacked up. So at the opening bounce, they're coming out ready to kill.
1: Good. So before we go into the next ones, I might as well add mine now, so we'll keep it all yeah. all relative. So I, had t- I also had your two. Yeah. Uh, I just added a few more because I thought that they'd get taken pretty early. I actually also added Foo Fighters. Nice. Again, pretty similar-ish ballpark. Yeah. And my final one, which I think would be peak. Yeah.
0: Kiss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Who doesn't want to see Gene Simmons getting the tongue out? I think that'd just be awesome. Yeah. That'd be just enjoyable. It'd be so over the top and ridiculous with fireworks pinging off left and right. Yeah, that'd be epic.
1: So we really just pick, for the most part, the most iconic-ish rock ba- stadium rock bands
0: yeah, going around. So, I mean, now I I could throw a left field one in that I just thought of. Shoot. It's not a stadium rock band. M&M. <laughs> <laughs> now, bear with me. Bear okay. With me. Let me sell it. Imagine you've got the Western Bulldogs and GWS playing in the GF. So, you're you're chasing that Western Sydney and Western Melbourne market. So, you need to bring some edge and ghetto crap in to get people going with it, right? Eminem is that because Eminem is cliche white-collar office white dudes love Eminem because we all grew up on Eminem. Girls love Eminem because he's like weirdly attractive, even though he's not. He's also done a few more newer songs, which are a bit more less. Yeah, like he's got Rihanna in doing choruses. Once you're getting Rihanna in doing choruses, everybody (laughs) loves you. You're bulletproof. Um, you know, he patched things up with Elton John when everybody thought he was homophobic. You know, he he's done it all. I feel like him just busting out without me in a stadium of a hundred thousand people just that that'd get everybody fizzing.
1: I gotta give respect. That would that would be enjoyable. Yeah. Different,
0: but definitely enjoyable. I feel like the crowd, you'd get a lot more crowd motion, a lot more vibing. Mm. And again, be yourself through the roof. <laughs> Actually be more spirit sales <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> with m and I like a double bunker and coke, thanks. <laughs> we don't do that. Do it.
1: <laughs> you do now. Yeah, you do now, Dukehead. All right. Now I want some realistic AFL targets. So this can be moving forward for next year. Yeah. Or you're also allowed... I'll give you the caveat that you could go back in time
0: and just fix a couple of years back. Okay. I would have gotten silver chair back in the day. I think that would have been a great... Pre-Daniel Johns getting photographed coming out of weird, like, sex slave venues in Newcastle like he is now, wearing fur coats and apparently not able to talk. So Daniel Johns, when he's still grunge, Daniel Johns. I would probably also add... Any
1: band that they've kind of picked that is just wrong. So I already went through them, but like The Living End, again, 15 years, Wolf Mother.
0: Yeah, like Red Hair, Living End.
1: Yeah. Just really get up and about there. Yeah. I have one. I have a good little sneaky one, which, okay. I, which I, I can't decide yet if I'd want to go back in time and Adam or whether save it for next year. Is this a
0: secret shame band?
1: That's not really a secret. Okay. <laughs> Taxi ride (laughs) Because they will love it They'll love it Melbourne band We're back at the G They're back (laughs) Like it's way too late But everybody would love their song You know you'd get up and about for it
0: Yeah Right up to the countdown Like yeah It's good burn up slow (laughs) 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 Oh my gosh that That's a sleeper hit Taxi Ride They're like Australia's version of Creed Or Nickelback Probably not that harsh No, but as in like Everybody can look back now and be like Oh, Taxi Ride But you know you had the CD single back in the day On your little disc I think Taxi
1: Ride had that nice little like There was that bit of that one, Melbourne
0: Yeah Because I never really recall Melbourne being a great music scene I mean, yeah, you're spot on But I mean, if it was a South Australian team, you got to get hilltop hoods out there, man. Aussie hip-hop for the win.
1: Yeah. I don't think...
0: <laughs> out of late, Crows, coming at you, bro. Like...
1: I don't think the G car park can deal with that many lowered this Utes. Headsets, <laughs> <loving the> mix, <laughs> cutting up all the grass.
0: Also, why are you guys wearing Nordica ski jackets in 29 degree weather and a backwards Atlanta Braves baseball cap? Because that's how we dress, man.
1: <laughs> yeah. Another good one that they, the AFL should genuinely adopt is if they play the Denny Ute muster, there's probably a good 60% chance that they will be suitable for the AFL. <laughs> that's also they're kind of like the same issue. You get away with it, yeah, yeah. I know what you
0: mean. <laughs> top words. rolling down. Everybody knows. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> All
0: right, you've been institutionalised. Yeah, who are you bringing along? Okay, so when I've like, yeah, I've lost a plot. I've been drinking the Gil McLaughlin Kool Aid, and I'm now just a corporate stooge at the AFL that thinks I know what the people want to listen to. Yeah, you do. I'm going to go Delta Goodrum, but Delta Goodrum channeling when she played Olivia Newton-John in the world's worst biopic that channels ever made. <laughs> you know, they did that dog shit one, the In Excess one, yeah. where none of them could act. And it was like the guy going, hey, we should start a band. Yes, we should. Here's my song. That's a hit. Like... That terrible movie, <laughs> then rolled into Delta Goodrem playing Olivia Newton-John. I forgot the name of it. So it's Delta coming out, but she's dressed as Olivia Newton-John from the end of Greece, and she's doing the Greece Mega Mix. It
1: saddens me that I can actually picture them
0: doing that. That's what—that's what actually concerns me. Does it equally sadden me that when I picture that happening, I'm not totally bummed about it? <laughs> <laughs> Like everyone was going, "What, Cordo? This is Garvey. I'm like, "I know, man, I know." But then my feet quietly tap and like, then Damn <laughs> I'm all in, yeah. <laughs> um, Vanessa Amorosi, absolutely everybody. Oh, and then just for extra fizz, Nikki Webster comes out to do backup vocals for the chorus hook. Yeah, they are a sucker for that. I could genuinely picture them. Really deciding to roll that out. Yeah. that's I'd do that. I think the other one you'd then go is I'd go down that weird where some of them now are just trying to be way too cool and appeal to, like, 17-year-old, uh, like, grammar school kids and have, like, Lord. <laughs> yeah. It, like kind of like emo pop that doesn't really do anything for anybody.
1: Yeah, trying to hit target
0: markets that aren't really interested in your product anyway. Yeah, so effectively I would end up putting a pop star out there who does these slow abstract digital songs that are about, I don't know, depression, how harsh my life is, how savage my ex was, but also like drank syrup and buy Levi's. (laughs) Harsh, but accurate.
1: So I've got a handful. Yeah. I think a few of them are actually more realistic than others. Okay.
0: For some reason... Whoa, 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 whoa. You're trying to say what I just said isn't realistic?
1: No, I've got... I'm
0: <laughs> I'm talking about my
1: own. Okay. <laughs> I could unfortunately weirdly picture that Gil, for some reason, thinks that Cardi B with uh, WAP is a good idea. Uh, Couldn't you picture him doing that? Yeah. In some weird way.
0: Imagine that a stadium of what would end up being... It's what, a hundred thousand capacity, so probably ninety-six and a half thousand Caucasian people who are in their forties watching that unfold be cringe.
1: I also think that to try be relevant and cool, because they're back in the airwaves from a TikTok video. Yeah. He'd get Fleetwood Mac to come out and play Dreams. Which <laughs> That's not a bad thing. Don't get me wrong. I love me some Fleetwood Mac. Fleetwood Mac just doesn't go
0: with AFL. Yeah. I mean, Chains, good song. And look, I should clarify. It's not that all the white people would hate Cardi B. It's that effectively if their kids were in the arena, they (laughs) would love it. They would all just stand there and you would end up with a situation of what is this noise? And so whenever they do the cliche cut to the crowd, everyone would just look unimpressed.
1: (laughs) And I actually do think that this is a real chance because it must be coming up to but then bringing Angry Anderson back out <laughs> to sing his often criticized, uh, we're going to be better.
0: Yeah, the rose tattoo banger from the 80s or 70s, whenever that song came out. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that would definitely happen.
1: So we've kind of pit, picked our lineups, but I want some halftime
0: entertainment. Yeah. Considering we're on the spot here, am I going for ratings or entertainment value?
1: Um,. Uh, Entertainment. I've got a couple. So, if you want, I can go first, but it's up to you. Yeah, you go first. I actually think I'd bring back some more things that are in entertaining to watch, but not just clear cash grabs. I would... I love the sprint. I actually think the sprint's one of the more enjoyable things. Mm. I would do some kind of long kick contest. Yeah, okay. So, they normally do it in the lead up where they try kick over the Yarra and there's... I don't know, seventy-five people standing around watching someone try to kick over it, but just bring it into the just bring it into the halftime. Yeah, you could do some kind of weird like you get three kicks, got a kick to the end, you know, however long it takes, kind of thing, or something like that. Because you want also want to appeal to the people who are in the stadium.
0: Yeah, I I do like a knockoff of the NBA dunk contest, so a trick shot contest with small forwards in the league where they, like, pick a spot and do some fancy shot and they get a score out of 10 for if it goes through. You know what I mean? Like like an NBA dunk. So, you got, like, Eddie Betts goes to the corner, does some sort of backwards banana kind of thing that is amazing. He gets a vote out of 10. You get, like, the winner of the trick shot comp.
1: I think they're all great ideas. Like, that would actually be enjoyable to watch. Yeah. I thought about bringing, like, an Oz an, an kick thing out there, but then all the other stuff's a bit more better.
0: Yeah but they're just going to be simple. Just do that. The uh, one that I sort of thought of is something really out there, like a paintball battle Royale between players, <laughs> like famous players, maybe older players that we don't know. Cause everybody loves like fat, out of shape, older guys slipping and falling and doing stuff. Um, but then there's only one way to fix entertainment in a stadium. <laughs> Early 2000s, WWE wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking The Rock, Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Undertaker. I mean, that would be the only way you would get me into a night grand final if they said we needed to be at night because The Undertaker's wrestling at halftime and he only comes out when it's dark. I think that's an appropriate bylaw to uh, write into the code. I dare you to find me a group of thousand footy fans who are against the night grand final that couldn't be persuaded with but The Undertaker will come out at halftime to wrestle. (laughs) Yeah? (laughs) Yeah. You're going to get some votes. Yeah. That's how I could swing it. Imagine like Hulk Hogan's music dropping. <laughs> Look, it'd be very enjoyable. And he's coming out like, and the heel is wearing a Richmond jersey. So the bad guy, like got Ric Flair in a Richmond jersey and Hogan comes out and whatever the team is that we likes jersey. The problem really would be that a lot of people would just really want that to continue for longer than the 20 minutes they've got. Well, the way the product was the other day, is that a bad thing? Very, very true. All right. Well, I think we've solved it.
1: We fixed it. It's done. Again, the AFL are just spending cash on blokes they don't need. They could just listen to us.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Oh, now quickly on the wrestling thing, did you see in the news the WWE, the big American wrestling thing, the name that they registered? No. So each year they go and register IP for names of wrestlers that they're gonna deploy. There's an Aussie bloke from Melbourne who's – oh, no, he's from South Australia. He's going to start an NXT, which is their kind of like feeder show. So, it's still super popular. Um, He's from South Australia. He's registered the name Tony Modra. (laughs) So, Tony Modra, for, again, people that don't know, iconic late 90s – yeah, late 90s AFL footballer, famous for taking hangers with a big, like, golden blonde lock of hair. He basically looked like Yogi Bear, <laughs> but handsome, like a surfer, footballer. He was it's a very odd hero.
1: Very odd wrestling name to pick.
0: though. Yeah, Tony. I kind of like it though. Like Because you, you've got to suspend your knowledge of the real Tony Modra. Like, Tony Madra. I think it's a good name. I thought he would have gone with a pun though. <laughs> I feel like that's a classic like starting wrestler move. Yeah. That might be a challenge we chuck out to the audience soon. Like create all-time iconic wrestling names. You just want to do this yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I'm shamelessly pushing my own agenda. But look, um, speaking of the audience, we the votes will finally uh, have wrapped up on our final sports movie breakdown episode, Blades of Glory versus Talladega Nights. We have had the closest count. Oh, really? In history. Because none of the others have been close. <laughs> But this is genuinely close. I can't remember the exact totals, but Blades of Glory snuck in by one vote. Ooh. And I will admit, I did not try to manipulate the voting. I steer clear as well. Yeah. um, I might have tried to manipulate it, but it didn't work in the end anyway. I think I said to someone, do you want to vote? They're like, yeah, should I do Blades of Glory? And I was like, yeah, if you want, do it. Yeah, do it. But then they didn't vote anyway, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> um. So yeah, Blades of Glory will be the last and final sports movie breakdown episode, and that'll be out in a week or so. That sounds good. Um, Also, we've got our big AFL special coming soon, which we can, we'll keep the details to our chest. We'll drip it out on Instagram and social media in the next few days. It's going to be exciting for our American and... Uh, European audiences, and there's three people in Argentina, I think, that listen to us for our <laughs> for our Spanish-speaking friends in Latin America. Hola. Yeah, hola. <laughs> we apologize. <laughs> but the Blades of Glory episode will be out shortly after that to hang in there and bear with us. Cool. AP, anything you want to add? No, I too. Cool, thanks again, mate. Thank you. Everybody, stay safe. Thank you so much for listening in. We appreciate it as always. Don't forget to follow us on social media, at the sidelines, media, Facebook, Instagram. Don't forget to subscribe too if you listen to us in podcast platforms. Subscribing means you'll get the episodes immediately when they come out. Some of the platforms take a while to, to upload the new ones if you're not a subscriber. But if you are, your app will pull the new episode straight to your phone, free of charge, <laughs> in high-definition audio.
1: If you do get a chance, send it on to some mates or friends or colleagues, because our podcast is built off word of mouth, because yes. we are incapable of
0: running social medias correctly. We are not 19-year-old TikToking Lord fans. Or ticks Or ticks yeah, we don't know what it is. <laughs> There'll be a carton of beer or a carton of wine for the person that can bring to us 10 new followers.
1: Oh, that's a bit of a list. That's good. Yeah. Okay. No, 24. 24.
0: Beer per person. Yeah. Sounds good. All right. Thanks, mate. Appreciate it. Take care, folks. We'll see you again soon.